Welcome to another episode of the Find You Fitness Podcast. My name is Lee Pinkham, and I created this podcast roughly two years ago in hopes that I could help spread genuine, valuable information to help others become a healthier and a happier version of themselves. And I know starting a podcast is pretty typical of the 20-something-year-old nowadays, but hey, guess what? I don't really care. I realized that when I was getting into fitness in my late teens, I was misled by many articles on the internet and people who were absolutely positive that they were correct on how to get stronger or eat healthier or whatever. Through a lot of trial and error, I figured out what worked best for myself. And then, as an eager and young professional trainer coming hot out of college, I was ready to help others by utilizing those same protocols and strategies that work for me on my clients. But very quickly, I realized that this whole health and fitness thing, it doesn't work like that. To truly conquer your health and fitness journey, you have to find what works best for you. Hence the name of this podcast, Find You Fitness Podcast. And that's what we're really all about here. And I know that there's a ton of health and fitness related podcasts out there. And I know that my audience isn't the largest, but I do know I'm coming from a genuine place with when it comes to giving advice and that I will not lead you astray. And that is very fulfilling to me because I absolutely love helping people develop and maintain a new and a healthy perspective on health and fitness. If this episode in particular or just the podcast as a whole does resonate with you or you trust me enough to give advice to a family member or a friend, send them my way via the podcast or if they just have some general questions about their journey. It's a lot to take in without a doubt, but that's why I do the podcast to try and break it down for you. So without any further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed today's episode. I think it's so crazy how fast time flies. The Olympics are starting today, and I'm weirdly excited for it, but it also feels weird to think how long it's been since the last Olympics. I don't know. I I felt like a young kid, like for, well, I guess it's five years ago now, but I was only 22, and at 22, I thought I was old. Is this how life goes forever? I, I remember I just turned 20, see, it's happening. I turned 27. <laughs> Literally, like three, four weeks ago. And I get confused at how old I am. I told someone before my birthday I was turning 28. And I really think like after 25, it just doesn't matter that much anymore. I'm like, I'm fine at my age. I don't really want to, I mean, I'm not afraid to be 30, but I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good at where I'm at. I like being 27. Let's just Let's just keep it that way. But anyways, I wanted to record today about how to be the strongest in your gym. Now, I can promise you this. I'm not speaking from a place where I'm the strongest person in my gym because I'm not even close. But I'm glad I'm not. And if you clicked on today's episode because like you want to be the strongest in your gym, uh, my suggestion would be to never want to, actually not want, but never be that person. You know, I love not being the strongest in my gym, and it, I'm constantly pushing myself to, to get to the level of everyone around me. And if we put the pure strength aside here in the CrossFit space, we would replace like strongest with fittest, because fitness encompasses much more than just strength, and I'd rather be the fittest than the strongest. But my box here in town, 
we have some very, very fit people. I do believe that I think we're definitely in like the top 8% of fit fitness gyms and uh, CrossFit gyms in the world. Um, I like checked our open standing and we were like 800, 700, like in the 700s maybe out of like, I don't know, 10, 20,000. I'm pretty sure that puts us at a very high percentage of that. But I love it. I love, I love it so much. And I swear I've gotten, I've gotten so much fitter over the last year in my gym solely because of those around me pushing me to do and be my best. It's a very vicious yet rewarding cycle all at the same time. You know, it's like in workouts that I know that are kind of in my wheelhouse, like if it's got an assault bike or a rower or uh, pretty much the machines. But if it's got something like that or something longer, grindy and gritty, I know I'm going to do well in it. And I so I feel like I'll have like a target on my back and that people think that I'll set the standard and, and someone's going to come for me. And I love it. And I love that feeling. In other workouts, it's the opposite. I know I'm chasing like someone like Kaylee or Jess or Caleb at, at my gym. And uh, the coolest part of it all is that no matter what, we celebrate the results uh, because it's such a positive and rewarding community and we want each other to do the best that they can. So with all of that said, uh, you don't want to be the strongest or the fittest in your gym, but you probably clicked on today's podcast because you're somewhat interested in what it takes to be the strongest in your gym. And I respect that wish, so let's talk about where you need to start. And so I prep I prep pretty much all of these episodes in one way or the other. And when I was trying to figure out exactly where I should start with today, it was definitely pretty tricky. Uh, there's some general things that you should for sure be doing. That's things like maximizing your diet, uh, your recovery, your mental health, and your training. Now that's way, way easier said than done. Uh, but I've got a, a, episodes on all of those topics as well. So I've got uh, number 36 is for calorie counting 101, number 16 for the number one diet, number 53 is how many calories you should eat, eat, eat each day to lose weight. Uh, episodes four and five, I talk a lot about volume, frequency, and intensity and how to incorporate it. Uh, those are just a few. I mean, we're 90-something episodes deep in, so if you're interested in a topic, I probably have a 20 to 30 minute podcast on it specifically. <laughs> and if you want me to do the dirty work, uh, shoot me a message. I'll send you exactly the one that you need to hear. But as for today's topic specifically, let's go, let's start it off with this. Mechanics, then consistency, then intensity. First and foremost, no matter what, you've got to get the movements down pat while using your full range of motion. And if you don't have full range of motion, figure out why by going to a physical therapist or a chiropractor and then utilize it. And this applies from something as simple as a bicep curl to a bench press to an overhead squat. Now, there are different alterations, of course, for these exercises. You know, some bicep curls are designed to hit a different head of the bicep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you can't use those in your training. But time and time again, I'll see aspiring young lifters who are just not utilizing full range of motion on practically any lift in the gym, thinking that they're going to get like super big by doing what they're doing. You know, the first two lifts that come to mind when I, when I talk about basically like half reps or quarter reps, 
is the bench press and the back squat. You know, I'll see these lifters at your Globo Gym bench pressing and either A, they're not touching their chest while they bench or B, they're not fully locking out their arms at the top of each rep. And technically that's not a rep. Now, if you're doing it for a purpose outside of what like the traditional bench press is used for, that's completely fine. But most aren't. And it's the same thing with the back squats. Man, this one cracks me up more than anything. Loading up 315 on the barbell and hitting maybe like quarter reps and bragging about it later to their buddies. <laughs> You're going to get way more value out of your time. And it's a lot safer utilizing a full range of motion squat at 135 pounds than hammering away at quarter squats at 315 twice a week. Well, hopefully twice a week if you're hitting legs twice a week. <laughs> I'd much rather you be utilizing the full range of motion uh, squats and all movements. And that actually brings up uh, another great point, and it falls in line with the word consistency that I mentioned uh, kind of at the beginning of the spiel. Most of your traditional Globo Gym goers do often struggle with like disproportionate body sizes. Like they'll have a massive, huge upper body and then like a small, tiny little lower body. For the longest time, and I'm sure you hear it often, and maybe this is like what you tell yourself. I don't know. <laughs> but they'll say or you'll say, oh, it's genetics that caused this. And I'm over in the corner rolling my eyes, but I'm just saying, yeah, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is genetics. Because I'm not going to sit there and tell you you're wrong. I don't think that's my place uh, to do that. I kind of think you'll figure it out when you're meant to figure it out. But, and maybe it's right now. But sure, your genetics play a role. I'm not saying it doesn't. But let's analyze what body parts you spend the most of your time on each week. So instead of like, me breaking this down by saying you hit shoulders this time once a week and you hit arms this time once a week and then chest and back. We're just going to group them all together and call it your upper body. <laughs> so so if you're hitting upper body four to five times a week and then legs like once, maybe twice, hopefully at least twice a week, that's a two to one or even a five to one ratio of upper body to lower body days a week. You cannot expect your lower body to match off of those ratios. But relating this to today's topic, if you want to grow, squat. You really should. Squatting is going to help your bench press. Squatting is going to help your deadlift. It's going to help your overhead press. I know that it sounds weird, but it will. And I mean, think about it. A full range of motion squat uses half of your body. And if you can squat heavy, your strength everywhere is going to go up. Something else I'm very keen on for like building strength is building your workout program mostly around two different things. One being free weights, aka like barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, that type of training. And two, building it around bodyweight type movements. Things like pull-ups, push-ups, air squats, etc. I'm not a huge fan of myself of like machine work. Now, I used to live and die by it, but not anymore. However, they absolutely, absolutely positively have their place and should be utilized accordingly. But your program shouldn't be built around them, if that makes sense. So instead, use it more as accessory work. Uh, build your program around the fundamentals of a bench press, a back squat, a deadlift, and an overhead press. Incorporate bodyweight movements like the strict pull-up, a strict toes-to-bar, 
push-ups, air squats, things like that. These movements will create a body awareness type of feeling that you've never experienced before. And I always think about gymnasts. Look at gymnasts. Their body awareness is through the roof. And if you can control your body through all areas of space, you own your body and can build strength anywhere. If you're disconnected at any portion, you don't own it, and you'll be weak there until you do own it. And I've got to do this because this is probably one thing that does bug me a lot, and it's really ironic if you think about it. But I have one thing to say about the strict pull-ups, because I have to. I have to do this. Please don't forget to utilize that full range of motion there as well. That means coming all the way down to where your elbows are fully locked out and then pulling up to get the chin over the bar and then all the way back down till your arms are fully locked out. And and it bugs me because like CrossFitters, we, we catch a lot of slack for our pull-ups. But the standard for a pull-up, and I think everyone can agree on this, if you had to find one way to uh, say that this is the standard for pull-ups across the board, you would say to have a full lockout at the bottom of the rep. So when you're hanging from the bar, your arms aren't bent and they're fully locked out. And then you would pull to get your chin above the bar. For strict pull-ups, no m- momentum is allowed. For kipping, which is the ones that people shit on that we do in CrossFit, you can use momentum. But even then, we're still fully locking out our elbows and bringing the chin above the bar for every single rep. Now, the thing is, is like if you ask me how many pull-ups I can do, if we're remo- even remotely talking about CrossFit, I'll say, well, do you mean like the, the if you don't know anything about CrossFit, I'll say, do you mean the swinging ones or we call them like kipping or butterfly pull-ups in the space? Or do you mean strict pull-ups? Because the two numbers are going to be completely different for me. I think strict, I might be able to crank out like 15 on a really good day, 15 to 17, maybe 20 would be awesome. For the kipping, I could probably pump out 30, 35. So it does make a huge difference, but I don't consider those to be measurable uh, compared to one another. Now, strict pull-ups translates a lot more over to the butterfly pull-ups, but you didn't listen today because you didn't want to hear me talk about CrossFit, so I'm just going to keep going on. But the last bit for today (laughs) is going to be twofold. You need to be on a program, not just going into the gym and like doing what feels right. Okay, you you can do that, but you clicked on today's episode to learn how to be the strongest in your gym. So if you want to be the strongest in your gym, then you need to be more structured with your programming. And I mean, mean, you can do this and be successful. Uh, Don't get me wrong, but... If you're trying to be the strongest, you need to maximize your time and your method to the madness to your gym sessions. So going in with no plan is only going to get you but so far. And and it's because I've been there. You know, we go to the we go to the gym and one of my favorite rep schemes was eight, six, four, two, then 20. And I'd always get to two. And I'm like, man, if I'm doing two, why not just do one? And if I'm doing one, why not find a heavy one? And <clears throat> some of those days I've found PRs and like it was happening. But if you stick to your programming like you should, you'll PR when you're meant to PR. And the reason why I harp on good programming is because you you can take movements like the back squat, bench press, everything, and you can add different variations to it to improve different components of your strength. 
For example, utilizing like tempo back squats to work on positioning and or like time under tension. Or like working on your speed with back squats by slowly descending into the hole and then exploding up. Or banded squats or box squats. Different tools and tricks to help elevate your game and get you to becoming the strongest in your gym. But you can't just break that stuff out whenever. And if you want to really improve your strength, you have to approach it in an organized fashion. And that's why, hence the importance of, a good strength training program. Now, if I had some program to offer, this would be the perfect time to offer it to you. But I don't do that anymore. Instead, I can offer you a few different things. One, I was a massive fan. I still have access to them all of the Mind Pump Maps program. And it's a very popular fitness podcast. Uh, This podcast actually probably sort of is what inspired me to start this one. And we pretty much agree on everything in regards to health and fitness, except for CrossFit uh, with these guys. And uh, they have some great programs designed towards different things. Obviously, they don't program like I do. But uh, this you know, everyone's different. And and I think they're great programs. So if you don't know when to start, I would suggest looking at those. They have like Maps Red, Maps Green, Maps Black. I think Maps Red is more designed about building pure strength. So if that's something you're interested in, look into that program. Someone else uh, that I think would be great, and this also falls in line with if you're looking for something more individualized, Uh, You need to find someone that understands like what you're trying to achieve and give you a specific approach to doing that. So I actually worked with a guy named Nathaniel. His Instagram handle is at lit, L-I-T-T strength on Instagram for a while with uh, weightlifting because it's a big weakness of mine. And he helped me out so much in weightlifting. Uh, I would definitely recommend him to you all, even if you're not like a weightlifter, like you don't squat, you don't snatch or not squat, but don't clean, you don't snatch or anything like that. He will he has some very uh, more general tracks. Now, he does generalized programming as well as individualized. Uh, so obviously, you're going to pay more for individualized. But if you're trying to be the strongest and you're willing to spend the money for a more specific individualized plan, that's the way to go. Uh, there's no feedback. Let me rephrase that. The best way, the best fitness program for you is going to be individualized because what you need is going to be different than what I need. However, that does typically come with a price. And if you're wanting to really pursue and be very strong and very fit or whatever the case may be, you're going to need individualized help. Now, it's not to say that you can't achieve this via like the more general programming route. Like I said, with the Mind Pumps um, Maps program, you can abs- you absolutely can achieve these results. But if you really want to get the most bang for your buck, look at something more individualized. All right. I hope you guys were able to pull one or two things out of the podcast today. If you want to be the strongest in your gym... I- there's nothing wrong with that. I would be lying, I guess, if I said I didn't want to be the strongest in my gym. But like I said at the beginning, I'm very happy with having people to chase and having always having room to grow. I mean, what's the saying? You are a product of your environment. So if you surround yourself with people at the level that you want to get to, 
you're going to either get there or get close. And probably at the end of the day, that's a lot more progress you made because of that than like you already being the strongest at your current level and not having anything to chase. So if you like today's podcast, send it to a friend, share it with a family member. I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again next week. Just talking about the importance of even if it was episode 43 and you just love that particular one, but you hated all the other ones, send them number 43. I get to see the plays. I get to see uh, when the most popular ones were uh, released and when they became the most popular. And I'm actually going to talk about some of those analytics next week. And it's fun to see, but I realized that even if you share just one episode from a long time ago, it helps the podcast grow. So do that for me. And I'm excited to talk to you guys next week more about some, we're going to talk about some supplements and we're going to talk some about some analytics of the podcast as well. So I will catch you all then.